Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Unfinished, for making this episode possible. Unfinished is a full-stack Webflow design and development agency that helps companies at the startup and enterprise level build creative and innovative websites. Thank you to RR and the whole team for supporting the podcast, and now let's get back to the episode. Hey, everybody. My name is Corey Moen, and welcome to the Great Design Lead podcast. I am a staff brand designer at Webflow by day and a self-proclaimed Webflow tech lead by night. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to do my best as a dad and designer and developer, and I'm honored to be here on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for even being willing to come and hang out with me. I've been really looking forward to meeting you. And I was talking with a couple of my friends and I was like, I'm really excited to meet more people. And who should I meet? And my friends were like, you should meet Corey. I'm like, okay. <laughs> they must be in the Buffalo community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I don't know. I, I, um, I do this thing. I don't know if you know where I do a lot of research on people ahead of time. Um, and so I'm really excited to talk about uh, a lot of non-work things <laughs> in your life and everything like that. I mean, one of my favorite <laughs> parts about this podcast is the, like, the under the hood, you know, like, how did you actually get here? People are always like, well, I read this book and it's like, no, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, so great. So great. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I love that. Um, a part one of my favorite podcasts that I had when I was a kid was this, uh, this woman who interviewed um, design people, and she almost like exclusively talked about not design. And mm -hmm. it was just this beautiful library of design people just talking about life and relationships and their childhood and things like that. And I just love that so much. And also there wasn't any video. So um, I just got to know all these like beautiful personalities without mm -hmm. knowing what they look like or not even listening to their career that much, just like them as a person. And I thought that yeah, was so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's very real and very humbling too, because you often on the surface, right? You see like social media and all those things and you make an idea of who somebody is and how they came to be. And it's like oftentimes not accurate, right? <laughs> like I, I, I just listened to Ben Parker one the other day you did. And I'm oh, such, really? a fan, such a fan of Ben Parker. Uh, and, and he made such a great point of just like, you know, no one really knows what they're, what they're doing. <laughs> And it's so true. It's so true. You know, the longer you're in it, the more you realize that. So yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's great. <laughs> One of my friends is a, a year younger than me and uh, she's, um, she just graduated and she's thinking about her life and everything like that. And she came up to me and said, Em, I really need some advice. Like, um, I don't know, some of my other friends are getting jobs and I just feel like so behind and she's like 23 years old. Um, and so she's not behind at all. Um, and so I was talking to her about, but everything. And, and I, I made this little video for her. It was a, it was a slideshow presentation that was Mario Bros themed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like how I got to each point and like, uh, when I was at this age, I would felt super lost. Or when I was here, I didn't know what was going on. But then somebody gave me a chance. And then this, like, it's not so picture perfect LinkedIn. I'm pleased to announce that <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> facts, facts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the truth. And it, when you're in the midst of it too, it's when it's, that's when it's the hardest to see that that's the way it is. You know what I mean? I think that I, I've seen that in, in myself in the past. And yeah, same in peers, friends, 
that like when you're in the middle of that confusion or what am I going to do now? It's the hardest time when it's to be, to see that like, Hey, it's, it's going to be okay. Everybody goes through this. We all make it, you know? Uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. How I love to, to start these out um, in the very beginning is to ask you my very favorite question. Um, and my very favorite question is when you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Mm. <laughs> I knew this one was coming. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, I was trying to think back, like, so I, I would say uh, the first thing that came to mind, that's probably the most real is, is like a race car driver. I don't know. I, mm. I, I was raised uh, what my father would refer to is as a gearhead. Like he, I just, I grew up around engines and cars and boats and fixing things and going to races when I was really young. Uh, and, and there was something that from a young age that like captivated me about that. Like I just, uh, even to this day, like I get like amped up about hearing like certain engines and stuff. It's so nerdy, but yeah. So back then I think I just, my, the ultimate fulfillment for that was like, how do I just become a race car driver? Like, how do I get into go-karting and then all these other things? <laughs> um yeah so I definitely I definitely remember that and just love even like as soon as I could get on a bike and stuff like that as a kid and like my friends and I would ride all over the neighborhood uh I don't know there's just something about that general yeah feeling of movement and fixing and working on things and that kind of stuff that I always really liked but yeah how how old were you around that age when you wanted to be a race car driver? Oh my gosh, probably young, I would say like as early as memory takes me. So I would guess maybe like eight or oh. seven. I don't know, like pretty young. Uh, it's funny even... <laughs> I, you know, I know, I love how you cover, uh, you know, podcast covers with like kids photos. And so I was like, asking, <laughs> and I was like, what are some like photos my mom has sent probably when I was a kid or whatever. Uh, and there was none in like a race car outfit or anything, but several like on a boat or things like that in that general realm. But yeah, it's, it's so funny. It, it goes, it goes since I was small for sure <laughs> I I absolutely love kid photos like I it's so obvious because of all of the thumbnails but it's just uh, the responses that my friends get when and the response you're going to get when you send me the the photo it's always like this is gold this is amazing yeah. <laughs> I love this so because it's so I think it's really sweet because when when you talk about somebody's life knowing that they aren't who they they haven't always been who they are now. And so I think there is something really sweet about putting a story to a face, but it just doesn't always have to be the face that they are right now. Like a lot of the stories are when they were young. So the face that you should associate with would be the kid photo. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thought. <laughs> yeah, again, it's so humbling, you know, like we all had to get here somehow and it wasn't just poof, we're here. So yeah, it's so great. But that. there are some people in life, though, like um, like your parents or your grandparents, where the idea of them being a kid is mm -hmm. just a foreign concept to you. Or like some female, like, can you imagine like Harrison Ford as a kid? <laughs> like, it, it happened. <laughs> Even when you see photos of them and stuff, because I, I like especially my my dad, I've seen many photos of him as a kid because my grandma is always like he looks just like you and blah 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 but I never fully associate with it it's like I see it and I acknowledge it but it is 100% agree with you weird like it's just it's it's yeah it's a very odd and like for me even right now in life I have two young kids and so I recently had these like random moments of thought where I'm just like 
it's weird that I'm a dad. Like I still <laughs> have many times where I'm like, I feel like the kid, you know? And I'm also like the youngest in my broader family, like of all my mm. cousins, all that I'm pretty much the youngest. And so I've always been the baby of the family, right? Like I've at big events and things like that. And so it's still weird to me that I'm a dad. <laughs> And, and that my kid at some point, you know, or my kids will look up to me as that same concept of like, wait, you were a kid once, right? Like, you know, like, <laughs> how is that possible? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. But that that's an experience that I, I haven't had um, at this point in my life of, of being a parent. And I always think that it's such an interesting thing to ask people about, because what I've been told and what I've gathered from my friends is that you really uh, don't know what's coming and uh, like there's there's no way to prepare for it Um, and it's such and it's also extremely hard to explain to somebody how you're feeling um, Mm. because it's hard to put into words Uh, that's a thousand percent accurate I would say from my experience so far (laughs) you know one way to put it that I've heard is like the only constant is change you know like as soon as you think you got it as soon as you think you got used to something it changes and And I think like the other, like, really, it's so meta and weird and nerdy. But the other part that I I think about all the time as a parent, especially in those times of like, what's going on, this is chaotic, is like, we're like, again, this is so weird, but we're just a bunch of animals. Like there is, I've never felt like there's more things about my life that just feel like instinct, as weird as that sounds. Like an example is maybe even... I don't do well with like blood and, and Mm. medical things. And when both of my children were born in a hospital, and of course there's all of that, I, it was like, I wasn't even myself. It was like, I was totally fine being around it. I was totally okay seeing it, whatever, because there was like this instinct or thing on the other side of like, this is my child, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, it's, and even just, again, you know, like the people always woe about like, you get no sleep and this and that, like, sure. Some of that's true, but like the other side of it is you also just instinctually deal with it. Like the, the thought of getting four hours or three hours of sleep in a night for consecutive weeks is like, how would you ever survive? But when you're in it, it's like you, something else takes over, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the only way I can describe it is instinct, I guess, or, you know, like you think about lions and tigers and bears oh my (laughs) all the ways they survive and we're really just a bunch of animals too surviving you know and and all and there is things in us I think that you know come out when we don't expect it to handle stressful situations and whatever those are so it's been a wild ride yo it's that's yeah that's the only way I can ever put it even like you just said nailed it it's really hard to describe how it feels but yeah that's the that's the best I I make a synopsis (laughs) So, yeah. Was there a, a, a moment for you um, when when you w- walked into this chapter of your life and you started to realize like, oh my gosh, like this is what my parents went through or <laughs> this is what a parent being a parent is like. That's totally different than what are like, this is what some of my friends are going through. Like, oh my goodness. What is yeah, this? Totally. So I hundred percent have that have had that um and there has been like like I have I have one sibling one older sister and she has three little girls uh who are now I guess not little older ish uh and so I definitely you know I've asked her lots of questions as she's like more recent to the happenings 
uh, than even my parents, but absolutely. I, even my parents, I've had that thought of like more the introvert, the, the opposite way of like, how do they see me now knowing mm. that they once saw me like I see my kids now, right? Like they, as this like teeny tiny thing, like my kids are almost one and almost five. And so my one-year-old little girl, she is just like so precious and, and I don't know, small, <laughs> obviously. And then even seeing my five-year-old boy, how, you know, how he's grown and was that already, I'm just like, this is like, like mind bending. I don't know. And, and so then I try to picture, yeah, what, what now my parents have gone through this, you know, every, you know, any, anybody with kids has gone through this and, and, and if they're older and then how do they look at them now and see that whole evolution of change. But I think at the same time, there's also this whole side of this that's like uh, memory, right? And and we like, do you, I don't honestly know if my parents remember all aspects of me as a kid, mm -hmm. not out of intention, out of, I think some of it out of just obviously you can't remember everything. And then the other mm -hmm. side is like, I really think there's there, you know, maybe some of the most dramatic moments of even the few, the few years we've had kids you like almost block it out, like <laughs> joke about it later and remember it. But like the daily stress, you know, the daily like ongoing of life, we don't really think about it because I think, you know, again, I think it's like a survival tactic or something. <laughs> you block out any kids or not any uber stressful event you've had in your life. You know, sometimes uh, you, you, a way of coping maybe is even just like blocking it out and, and managing it again. And that's not in a way that it's like all bad. It's more just yeah. like, Life has ups and downs, uh, and and yeah. So, anyways, or uh, even like um, uh, just fear that that something's gonna happen to your kid. Like oh. I remember uh, hearing stories from friends that like, oh my gosh, today my kid almost ran into the street, and I almost had like a whole blown emotional breakdown. And then I'm sure like maybe a week later they're okay, but like in that moment, that's so scary. Oh, even so though it's not the kid's fault at all, they don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh my gosh, I have daydreams, nightmares all the time in this yeah. room out of, I don't know, a place that I've never experienced before. And uh, I think, you know, the longer we've had kids, the more we've gotten used to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like even, yeah, that example of the street or like, I remember with our first, uh, our first born, our son, he was like, you know, I think the first time he rolled off something like if, if there's parents out there, you know, this is going to happen. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you put them on the couch and just look away for that hot second and they roll <gasps> off. Oh. And the first one, you're like, oh, my gosh, is he dead? Like, do we need to rush? <laughs> happening. And then by the second one, it's like you just know that that's going to happen and you will do your best for Venant. But like. Yeah. It, you definitely are a little more like calloused to to the ups and downs and happenings. And I'm just, you know, I'm just incredibly like I, I am I'm I try to be as grateful I can every day that they are healthy and that we live in a time too where modern medicine and stuff is available. Uh, if something does happen, it's just like, yeah, even in that realm of thinking back to our parents and our parents' parents and a time where like that wasn't even the case, you know, like your kid breaks an arm and you hope they'll survive, let alone <laughs> today yeah. they can you know, go to a hospital or whatever in, in most countries and, and get it resolved. But yeah, it's, it's gnarly. So. <laughs> and, and your kids need, so uh, Otto is the, five yeah, year, so, right? Yeah. Otto is our almost five-year-old boy and Nina yeah. is the, is the baby. Nina. So yeah. 
And yep. I'm sure you get this question a lot. And if it's annoying, let me know. But is <laughs> is Otto a very clever car name? <laughs> Even though it's O T T O. Because <laughs> I I saw that online. I was like, is he being clever? <laughs> yeah. No. So no, I'm I'm open to any question. Okay. No, no any questions. Uh, not no. That was not the first intention with it. Uh, <laughs> it was actually. It turned out like ironically, there was this association. Um, but the name was more just like, we wanted a short name. Uh, we, we definitely, you know, like most this day, we wanted something not as common mm. and we were looking through like heritage and family. And it, honestly, if you ask my wife, this question, it might be like a little different answer. Cause we come <laughs> <laughs> but I come at it from like my great grandfather's name is Hugo H U G O. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. And Allison, not as much my wife. Uh, but then we were looking in that same, like swedish german heritage realm and came across auto and liked the yeah the spelling you know otto and um and then that the, his middle name is sb and so his initials are oem which oem is also like ironically a car related thing uh it stands for like original engineered manufacturing i think so like if you bought if you drive a chevy and you need a chevy factory part it's referred to as an oem part and, mm -hmm. and, and so again, that was not an intentional SB. His middle name is my wife's maiden or sorry, my grandmother's maiden name, my wife's mm -hmm. mom. Um, and, and so it was just, it happened that way. And then because of that, we're a little bit, you know, like if the universe is speaking to us, maybe there's a reason kind of thing. And, and so it's like, it just, it just fit. And then we ended up falling in love with it. Yeah. I don't know. Long story short. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, I had to yes. <laughs> I had to ask you that question because literally I was I like screenshot that and put it in my notion document on you and I was like I have to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good thank you. I love it. I mean what's funny is is Nina, my daughter's name. We we yeah. knew that name uh ever since we had auto or before. Um and uh and then but we had a backup in case it was a boy and mm -hmm boy name we were considering uh for Nina was Ford uh but again that would have been probably too and again we didn't like it because of Ford I feel like you're lying to me <laughs> I swear we like because it, it was a great but I told Alex like we will never be able to help explain that we don't name our kids after car things if <laughs> A second kid Ford. So <laughs> Nina was a girl and Nina we could use, but it was just, yeah, so funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it was, has it been interesting um, bringing these two kids into the world between you and your wife and mm. um, like seeing how they have different personalities? Because I think that that's very interesting that these two kids that like they come as like clean slates, but they also like come pre-programmed with their own personalities what is that like <laughs> yes. um I think I again this my my first thought is like it, it leans back into that same meta level of like yo we all just got here somehow and I don't we're just a bunch of beasts or something because it's wild how many yes like you said pre-programmed out of the gate similarities they have to us um in certain ways or another and it's like I think it's very instinctual or habitual to be like oh he gets that from me or, or she gets that from me or whatever but yeah there's definitely things we see in them uh and also see differences between the two of them all the time 
Uh, and then I think the other part of that that makes me think of is like, it's also a mirrored reflection of like our own selves. So in this way uh, that, you know, the things we do every day and habits we have and things we say and the way we act isn't always apparent to us, you know? And you when you have a kid that is like, just trying to figure out the world through a, through a reflection of you, you sometimes see yourself coming back through that, if that makes sense. So it's like, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of just even examples of it's like probably just ways that even my own self, if I react in a certain way or say a certain thing, when something happens, then all of a sudden my son starts doing that. Now that he's like, you know, full talking and even being sassy and all these other things. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, do I do that? time do we do that and so it's just this like black mirror if you will that you're like oh my gosh like I just you you get to a point where you're like okay I, I do need to be conscious about what I do and how I act um and not in the obvious ways of like don't curse or whatever like that it's more just like all the subtle ways that you know aren't necessarily a bad thing if they pick them up it's more just like you know we want to make sure he discovers the world in his own way and and both of them and I don't know yeah it's a uh, it's a weird, weird dynamic for sure. Was there a moment that, that you and your wife had where either Otto said something or Nina said something and both of you kind of looked at each other like, oh my God, that was you or that was you. That I don't know where that came from. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm candidly fleeted from an exact example at the moment. There's like one at the tip of my brain that I can't oh, quite good. get, but yes, all the time, <laughs> especially like just very adult things he'll say again, not necessarily like curse words or something, just something yeah. that it's like, I don't think he actually understands what that means, but he just heard it and he'll just like blurt it out. And it's like, Oh my gosh, dude, easy. Um, yeah. It's so funny. Or like um, my son goes to daycare uh, every day. And then, and, and so he, you know, has friends there and the friends have their own influences of life. And so we hear things all the time that we're like, where on earth did you get that? Cause it wasn't from us. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's a constant mystery for sure. But yeah. <laughs> Someone that I know, um, uh, I think I remember we were talking about like our first words or something like that. And mm -hmm. just an example of a kid picking things up from his environment. Um, mm -hmm. He would, uh, he was an only child. And so uh, like he was around and also I think his cousins were like far away. So he was very much the, the little kid around adults for a long part of his life. And um his first word was actually like a full phrase it wasn't like a one word it, like so apparently he was silent and then somebody was saying something and he looked up at them and he said well matter of fact i think i disagree everyone <laughs> looked at him like what the heck whose kid is this like has he ever said anything before and they're like no oh my gosh this is wild <laughs> oh, yeah those those there's definitely those moments of like spurts like that, that all of a sudden, you know, or like a leap, I think is some re refer to it as is like, all of a sudden they pick something up and you're like, where, how, and it's, <laughs> it seems like that moment, like it's the span of seconds or minutes, you know, but yeah. maybe it's been boiling up or I don't know. It's, it's wild. Like we're my daughter being almost one, she's on the verge of walking. So, you know, she's like crawling around stuff and all that. And, and I remember with my son, it was that way. We're like, seemed like one day he could, you know, cr climb up and kind of walk along things. And then literally the next moment, he was just walking across the room, like out of nowhere, all of a sudden he just gets it. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's the wildest thing to observe. And again, just like 
before your eyes watch them figure stuff out is is a it's a magical magical thing um yeah and it happens it happens so quickly over time like the the progression that you have from like zero to 12 and then 12 to 24 is dramatically different for sure so much more happens in that first part (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah 100 percent. and i think it even auto is starting to get there that it's happening so quick that like we can't always be there to guide you know so like he's figuring out stuff way faster now than he ever used to and so yeah it's just like we're just along for the ride you know trying to keep them <laughs> trying to keep them healthy and happy and alive and and you know hopefully can be there to support them along the way it's it's yeah it's quite the ride <laughs> and um so we're talking about your kids now at almost two and almost five um but if we could turn back a little bit and then talk about you when you were like seven or eight around mm-hmm. that time that you wanted to be a race car driver what kind of kid were you around that age mm, yeah I mean I've always I would say I've been on the nerdy side uh and into just like play and stuff like that like when I was a kid or growing up pretty much until I was I think 12 or 13 uh we lived next to this other family uh that had three boys that I would still to this day consider my brother's um and then like I said I had one sister and the the three boys were like major sports and still are today love sports outside and so we would get out and play sports and all that but like I was always the scrawny kid I was always the like slow one I was always the one that was like this is fun but like can we go back inside and like play Legos or play video games or you know um and and it's funny because like I still see that in myself in some ways today like I enjoy certain physical things but I don't know. I just love, yeah, tinkering and building. And so, yeah, anyways, when I was a kid, yeah, toys and things were my, were my favorite, like Legos. I'm still a big Lego fan. I have all kinds of like, even in, on my desk now, Lego stuff. Um, <laughs> what, like, what Legos do you have in your, your close vicinity right now? <laughs> I, I have the Mandalorian, oh, Lord. Uh, you know, a, a Mandalorian ship and then cars. I have like a Porsche, Ferrari, uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're just like, dinky little toy cars it's sad and funny because yeah I I wasn't into it of course for a long time and then when my son got old enough to even get like basic Legos I was like oh my gosh now I want to get back into Legos (laughs) Uh, so it's it's been really fun to like even build stuff with him like even if I get one that's a little harder or whatever we'll build it together you know and he just loves that um so yeah I loved all those kinds of things when I was a kid and then like even when I got into old enough where my parents would let me play video games so like probably middle school uh, (laughs) I I fell in love with video games like I was a major gamer uh at one point in high school I I pretty genuinely thought I wanted to just be a pro gamer when I when I grew up like uh Mm -hmm that era it was like halo if you've heard of halo the like shooting video game it was halo 2 i like literally went and played tournaments with my friends uh for like money and stuff yeah it was what is, absurd. yeah what was the tournament like yeah uh it was i mean like one of them was very simple like at school and it was like maybe like 40 kids or something and then they had like i think it was three on three uh was one bracket and then like one-on-one was another bracket so you're literally just yeah one-on-one playing each other and then there was like some other like regional tournaments 
Uh, and so like MLG, I don't even know anymore if that's a thing, but major league gaming was like what would, you know, sanction some of these. And yeah, I was just heavy into it. Loved it so much, especially like around that time of my childhood is when like playing online became, you know, a thing for like platforms like Xbox and PlayStation, right? Like when I was really young, it was, of course you could play online, like on the computer, but it was even then, like, I think the first computer I remember playing games on was still dial up and stuff. Right. So, um, it was, it was early. And then, um, yeah, as soon as like some of the online gaming came to the consoles, I was just hooked because it's the, then it was like, you know, I could play with my friends miles away uh, all night long if we wanted to and um yeah i don't know it was it was a it was a great time and what's funny and ironic is that like today i don't play games at all anymore like oh really yeah yeah so ever, <laughs> ever since i went to college really uh i slowly got out of it i just i guess got busy with classes and whatever um and then after college i think i just like I don't know. Like, honestly, it's weird to me. Like, I don't, maybe part of it was I, I had a big group of friends like in school that I would game with. And then mm-hmm. I had a falling out with like a lot of them, uh, in college. And so I don't know if it was that, like this disassociation now with like, I gamed with all of them. Now I don't game cause I don't hang out with them. I, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird, but one day, just like Legos, I will probably get back into gaming when my son is into it again or is old enough to be into it. Um, and in the meantime, I always say that, honestly, like Webflow is my video game anymore. Like people mm-hmm. people ask me a lot, you know, that I just talk to, especially in the Webflow community, like, how do you do it with like kids and freelance and full time? And that's what I that's my the easiest way I can explain it is like I genuinely enjoy building stuff on the web and like webflow not to like pivot into some webflow pitch it's just no, like yeah, yeah. that is literally my my video games these days like I genuinely enjoy building stuff in it and so once the kids are asleep at night and all that that's what I sit down and do instead of you know turning on a console so yeah again it's a it's a funny thing to look back on uh and it's all come full circle too because like gaming in high school is what got me what got me interested in design like we had these like computer graphics classes um mm-hmm. at my high school and i i i was like well computer graphics like video games are graphics like must be like <laughs> i could design a video games i love video games so i did it uh i did these classes and i just like um i the, the time would fly by in them uh there and like i learned later in college in the psychology class that uh I th- you know there's this r- term like flow like you can literally get in the flow of things you know where you're just so in the zone that time just like blips by right mm-hmm. like and, and i didn't know what that was especially in high school but i remember vividly that i would like sit down and these these classes were learning like Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, and they're just going through like these tutorial books. So it was not that riveting, but like I remember just like loving it and being so engaged in it that like the classes would fly by. And then I remember having at least a thought that I was like, okay, I mean, this is maybe interesting and something to pursue as a career. If it like, if time goes by, I must be enjoying it, you know, and I do feel good at the end of it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it all led me to that. Um, and and then I somehow ended up web stuff and all that. And yeah, wild, wild. But can you tell me about like your 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 um graphics teacher in high school? Mm, yeah. Was that so, somebody significant to you? 
Uh, I mean, kind of, yeah. Like, I, I remember his name. So, I, yeah, his name is Mr. Schmucker. Uh, oh, I love that name. <laughs> I remember specifically that he loved golf. Like, he would always talk about that he was going to go golf that weekend or take off a day to go golf. And I'm like, man, golf is your thing, I guess. <laughs> I guess and so. I think the the thing that I also very am very grateful for in him was he was very, very patient like, I don't know why this sticks out, but I, I specifically remember, you know, like in in Photoshop, uh, Photoshop was always like, you know, different than Illustrator where they didn't have auto select at a point. Right. So you mm -hmm. had to click the layer before you could move that layer versus like Illustrator. You know, you just like click on the thing and just like move it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I always would trip up like, hey, Mr. Schmucker, I like can't move this shape or whatever and he's like you gotta click the layer and I would like continuously ask that <laughs> and I could and it always tripped me up and I always remember that uh that he was just very patient and gracious with me um so yeah I don't know it's it's so funny uh yeah thinking back to some of that like honestly there's even been moments where like I don't even know if I would be considered successful at this point, but I'm like, I followed design in some realm. So I'm like, it'd be awesome to like talk to him again, or even like the, a couple of the early teachers I had in college. Um, also, I was, I've, I've had thoughts before about like, I should reach back out and just like see how they're doing and thank them for any time that they gave me, you know, to help me get to where I'm at. Cause I'm just grateful for sure to be where I'm at. So yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. I definitely, that's something think that's something that would be amazing to do for yourself mm. um I did something similar to that recently where I went to my hometown and mm. um I was giving someone a tour of my hometown and we drove past my high school and I went let's see if we can get in and <laughs> and I tried the door and it worked and I'm like this should not happen but okay and yeah. so we just walked around my my high school it hadn't been there in like three years or so uh like just the last time that I had visited um and so I I walked into my old uh old history class from my junior year of high school and it's just wild to put yourself back in that environment and mm -hmm. like it, nothing has changed at all and so it's almost like you go back to that time because genuinely I don't know you don't look that different um yeah. I don't know maybe a different haircut but like you don't really change that much um but yeah I don't know that that was interesting and also um uh I I recently did a podcast with my web professor from college <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah. awesome. his, his name is Josh and um uh I graduated back in 2021 and so I reached back out to him and said hey you want to hang out on my podcast and he said okay <laughs> <laughs> and so we did two hours together and and like during the episode I told him that um uh he had such a huge impact on my life mm. um and and teaching me about web design and teaching and showing me that it's not something that's outside of my reach was mm. huge and then that gave me the skills to like take that into webflow and then I totally changed my whole career path from graphic design to um uh UX and product design and that's just awesome. the the amount of opportunity that it gave me was huge. And so I was to be able to tell him that rather mm. than just like always holding it was, mm. was probably more for me than for him. I think he was just like, wow. Okay. I don't know what to do with this information. And I'm like, well, you have it now. So, <laughs> so that would be a lovely moment for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, 
Yeah, that I, I love that in general. Like, and there's uh that makes me think of not necessarily professors as much, but my before I joined the team at Webflow, I was at a company here locally in Iowa. Uh and I had a manager there, Chris, for I don't even know now. It would have been like three years, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And he we still stay in touch. Like we got coffee last week, I think it was. And so <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like I've expressed to him in that similar realm of just like, he had such a huge impact uh, on me in terms of like, like you said, it almost that like um, helping others to realize their potential and realize that like there, even, even if there's challenges, there's always, always ways beyond it. And just like this other side of like, being humble in a corporate and, you know, that type of environment can be pretty hard. Sometimes it can, you know, it's like cutthroat in terms of like people, you know, getting ahead and this and that. And so I don't know. Yeah. He's always been, yeah. makes me think of, of your web professor. Cause he's been awesome uh, as like a mentor in that. Like I remember specifically, I mean, he was around when we, that's actually how I found Webflow. What really? as a tool was, yeah, was we, when I joined the team, the company is called ITA group. I joined as just like a entry level graphic designer. Um, and I expressed a few projects in that, like, I just love digital stuff. Cause even at that point I was doing like digital stuff at the first job I had out of college. And, and even back in college itself, I just remember like being fascinated by that medium, right? Like that it is actually interactive design. It's not just like static and you look at it like a piece of art. It's like you actually can interact with it. And um, and so we, I had always just dabbled with like building random WordPress sites or different platforms, Drupal at one point. And I was always frustrated. And, and then once I joined ITA, said I was into digital, they're like, okay, we could actually use that skill set. I kind of came, uh, became a digital designer. Um, and then, uh, I would even start offering to like, Hey, you know, I can design these websites, but I can also help build them. And we were doing it with just like basic HTML, CSS, and JavaScript templates from this website called theme for us, where you can download like WordPress themes and all these things. And it was fine, but it was like no CMS. It was like pretty, pretty time consuming. Cause I was just like manually editing the code of a template that we were just Ooh. throwing up on a server. And then we're like, okay, this is, they, they recognize there's maybe value here in, in having a designer on the team that can produce microsites and smaller sites for clients. Um, and, but we're like, maybe there's a tool out there we can use to, to speed this up, right? So we did this big research project over like a month looking at like what tools existed at the time and Webflow bubbled up in that research. Um, and I remember the first time I saw it and played with it, I had this feeling of like, oh, wow, this is like, more technical than I was expecting for being like a visual development tool or like mm-hmm. this like Z-Wig builder. Uh, but that was both terrifying and exciting to me because the terrifying part is like, I don't, how long is it going to take me to figure this out? I don't know if I can figure this out. Um, and then I remember Chris, because uh, yeah, I think he joined just before that or maybe just after it was around that realm. And Chris had had like development experience in prior years and prior jobs. And so knew some JavaScript and all that. And so he always was just like, yo, we'll, you know, we'll use it till we can't get past a requirement. And even in the meantime, I can always help with some code and whatever. And so constantly I would ask him like, Hey, I can't figure this thing out. Will you help me? Or like, can you write a little JavaScript to do this thing? And he'd, he was busy and in the middle of stuff and he'd always just knock it out. 
and then even help me understand it along the way. And what's funny is like, um, I said at the beginning of the podcast, like, you know, I self-proclaimed Webflow tech lead, but like the way I'm trying to go now in my career, just based on where I feel I'm most valuable and teams I've, I'm on is, is more technical, like helping with JavaScript and some of those things that, you know, other people maybe building Webflow aren't as familiar with. And so it's like come full circle because of him helping me with that. I'm trying to like, you know, pass it on, I guess. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's very wild to, to think back on and, and know, yeah, where all that came from. And I'm just so grateful for him as a leader and, and just, yeah, always willing to help is, is, you know, goes really far. <laughs> have, have you ever told him this? Definitely. I've definitely told him, <laughs> maybe not like, Chris, you changed my life that level, <laughs> but I should. And I definitely, I, I 100% told him like, so grateful for all of the support, you know, and, um, and the fact that it has had such an impact and allowed me to now support others. And is like, I feel so fulfilled and able being able to do that. Like, um, I think especially the timing of like having kids and, and then kind of getting to this point in my career where I love to, I like enjoy helping others and it more so than, than just doing the work directly myself. Um, and so like those, those combination of events, I feel like has pushed me to that point. Um, so I don't know Yeah, What's, what's ironic about that at the same time is I still don't know if I'm ready to be like a manager. If I was to be, if that was even an opportunity, I always <laughs> joke that I'm an ice, like individual contributor, IC for life. Like, cause I, <laughs> like I said, Webflow is still a video game. And so I do still love doing the stuff, but like, I almost in the last year, at least I've seen myself like almost be more fulfilled and motivated by teaching the stuff to help other people. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. Wow. I think there's something so fulfilling though, about passing down things that you have been given, mm. like whether that's um not necessarily things, but just uh time, attention, care, advice, all that kind of stuff, because you remember how it felt when somebody gave you that attention or that, care and just it feels twice as good to help somebody who's younger than you or or um uh earlier in their career or something like that i've experienced that and it's hard to explain to other people why it feels so good because there's not you're not like necessarily getting anything out of it you're just like i'm just happy that this person is happy yeah exactly they got the job like that's awesome (laughs) yeah and i think i always I'm always eager to hear if it will bring fruit for the other person kind of thing. Right. Cause I, I think there can be like a real impact in people's lives, you know, in, in any way that you help somebody uh, whether it's financially or emotionally or whatever. And then if you can have that experience and then see the flip side when it has come to fruition and it, it's like, Oh my gosh, that's an incredible feeling. And, and I don't, again, I don't even know if I've, I've fully experienced that to its extent firsthand, but I've experienced it through my, you know, like in in my own experiences, like Chris helping me and then feeling like I've found some success in certain realms or certain skills that I enjoy. Uh, And then so knowing and having faith that I can maybe somehow help others find that, right? Is, oh my gosh, it's, it's, yeah, fulfilling and exciting and invigorating. And like, I think especially, I often think about, especially in this world now, and maybe it's even just like design bubble, um that it's people often get like oh how am I going to learn all these things or you know like because people are like 
learning all these new tools that come out of nowhere and code mm -hmm. and being a social media, you know, curator and influencer. And like, there's just a billion directions you can go, especially if you're on social media, watching everybody else go in, in a billion directions that like, sometimes there's something about like mentoring or teaching somebody a specific skill that they can like, hopefully find focus in and pursue right and and feel a little comforted that they don't need to know everything right out the gate like <laughs> we're mm -hmm. all getting there one way or another right and 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 i think by not having focus for me at least that's always made it the hardest to to find progress right so mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i think it's so hard to try to do all of these things at once oh. like it's it's really funny if you talk to um like somebody who is like a physicist or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you think about like what they do, like they have uh, all of this education that they go through, grad school, PhD, all of this kind of stuff. Um, and then like their track is just so different. And then you have to come up to them and say, well, you need a Twitter <laughs> and you need a website and you need to be posting a lot and also LinkedIn and also Instagram and then <laughs> <laughs> and also um clonables and then this and then that and then also there's books and there's a new tool every month of uh, it's just a different life <laughs> it is no it is. So is and it's like it's it's um it can like really take you down right like I I feel this I would say seasonally, it's like, yeah. I feel like I just can't keep up. I can't get ahead. And then as soon as I think if I've learned anything, as soon as I'm feeling those feelings, I'm like, you know what? It really doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going to focus in on whatever I have to do today. And, yeah. you know, and know that also like knowledge can grow from experience, you know, like the physicist is such a great example of even, you know, anything in the sciences or something where there's a lot of that knowledge that you have to gain from from reading, from education, you can't necessarily experience all of the things you would learn in that field firsthand, right? Especially like physicists, probably like space related, and like yeah. you know, everybody just gets to go to space and experience, you know, no gravity or whatever. And so it's for us though, as designers, like, and man, this makes me feel like going down, there's a whole other topic of just like education and design and even development coding and stuff it's a, it's a hard thing because I think if I've learned anything in my time in the field, it's that experience outweighs education nine times out of 10, at least for me, right? Like that, that I've learned the most when I'm just doing, and I have something and some challenge I have to overcome and you don't have a choice, but to figure it out because you have a deadline. And, and I've learned so much in those situations that I carry into each project that comes after versus like I did absolutely learn stuff in college and all that but like I don't feel like I use those things on a daily basis and it's just a very different field in that way right mm -hmm. um, yeah so at the end of the day it, no matter how many things there are to do or how intimidated I felt to learn stuff I always try to fall back into experience will will we'll rule it all I'm just going to keep on building stuff making things doing things I hopefully enjoy and the experience will will grow and help me gain the knowledge and other things people say I need or don't <laughs> in the meantime. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, Ugh, it's a hard I, one. I think that's totally true. I think yeah. that, um, I don't know, I've learned so much more from, from YouTube and my first job than my mm -hmm. four years of graphic design college. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Which I, I feel so bad for the tuition of that, but <laughs> you live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like a, a bunch of my friends, like they they did alternative things like uh, like General Assembly. And mm. like one of my friends, uh, um, he graduated with a degree in, in uh, finance and then graduated and realized that this isn't what he wanted to do for the rest of his life and mm. didn't know what to do. And saw what I was doing and thought it was really interesting and, and thought it was fun and then did General Assembly. And now he works as a UX designer. That's awesome. And yeah. it's just incredible that that like we have this ability to to turn it around. Totally, totally. And as, yeah, especially, I mean, even the Webflow community as well. It's been pretty amazing to see people that have pivoted fully from previous careers into just like full-time freelancing uh, and are doing well, right? Yeah. And, and you're so right that like even, oh my gosh, I've learned so much from YouTube. Like it's it's funny to the point that I think if I have freelance projects and there's like a requirement or something that needs to be done that I'm not haven't done before, my yeah. first reaction is probably just to YouTube it, right? Like, let's see if somebody has posted a video about this. And if not, then let's go to Google, right? Like, yeah. um, it's so true. And like, even when people have asked, uh, you know, how do you, how do you learn Webflow? How do you get into it? I'm always just like, dude, get online and, and yeah, YouTube, university, whatever. There's so much knowledge out there. And even like you said, structured classes and stuff mm -hmm. uh, like general assembly, or I feel like doesn't like Google even run like a, a mm -hmm. yeah, UX product designer camp. Um, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Like it, it makes me really wonder in 20, 50 years from now, like what does education look like, especially in certain areas like tech or arts and things like that, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, and can candidly, it's a little anxiety inducing because I have children. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> what will their path be, you know? And I just try to have some faith that it will work out, you know? And I occasionally joke that I'm going to teach the kids how to code uh, as soon as possible <laughs> so they can, you know, just figure that out. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, yeah, not a reality. <laughs> <laughs> or even, um, I don't know. I, I think that it's a very interesting overall just language to, to learn. Like, mm -hmm. okay, where does, where do websites come from? Where does all the stuff that I'm looking at the internet, like, what is this what are these little little names at the end of the photos that i download like it's just a very interesting world to introduce some somebody to when they're like 10 or so just out of curiosity totally it's yeah. I love perspective it's I, and like it's funny because i think sometimes uh i wonder like you know like if if i why am i fascinated by design or especially like development and stuff and i think it goes yeah. back to the whole car thing or legos or whatever just like things are built a certain way and that is fascinating I guess for me um and understanding how they go together and why they go together that way and and like what are the constraints of those things uh is fascinating I think like it's that basic logic that is absolutely applicable you know across any field you would do right at the end of the day like most jobs and industries are just you know solving problems and and so all those problems have some kind of logic behind them that is causing them and yeah so it's like deciphering that and figuring out a way to learn how to do that is is super interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. W one more point on this and, and then and then we'll move on. But um I think that that LinkedIn um uh like profiles of people who are in UX are sometimes hilarious because sometimes they look a little bit like a Mad Libs 
um, because people's experiences from the beginning of their career to where they are now is can be wildly different just because it's such a like product design, web design, user experience, like all of that is so new that mm. a lot of people like their families didn't know to say, hey, this is an option in life. Like a lot of people, they only know like doctor, engineer, like all these like traditional roles, teacher, um, like they just didn't know that this was even an option. They kind of just thought apps just existed and websites just existed. Like yeah. the, the connection that people made them is not there. Um, and so uh, I'm not saying this is the situation for this, but um, I'm actually, I'm going to, to Italy for, um, uh, a month this this fall awesome. and I'm really excited and so um, I wanted to make friends while I was there so the way I decided to make friends was going on LinkedIn and then finding other girls my age who are UX designers uh, who lived in Naples and so I was like this is how I'm gonna make friends and I found this girl who um, and her I think she takes the cake when it comes to like a LinkedIn profile which is it's a mad lib um she started her career working in engineering in like gas and nuclear for Russia in Moscow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she did all of these different things. Like she, uh, she did all of these, uh, like she's so intelligent, so interesting. So all of these like diverse backgrounds, um, uh, all education and everything. And then she transitioned to UX. And I'm like, this girl's going to be my best friend. I'm so excited. <laughs> I reached out to her and I said, hey, I'm a UX designer. Um, I'm going to be in Naples. Just want to say hi. She said, oh my gosh, yeah, let's hang out. And now she's going to come on my podcast next month. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. Yo. So we're going to like get to know each other a little bit and then um, and then maybe go for lunch in, in Italy. That is awesome. And are you yeah. doing like trip just for fun like gonna go and hang out for a month or is are you like going for a conference or anything else specific um so i'm doing this this crazy thing where um i uh, i'm subletting my apartment here um oh. to my really good friend and uh for two months and then i'm going to go away to europe and take my job with me um awesome. on my computer and so i'm just gonna to live in um uh in europe for like two months and make some friends (laughs) (laughs) you already find a place to stay and all that like yeah everything's sorted yeah Uh, oh i have yet to go to europe uh and i it's on the list one day (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh so beautiful and then is you said naples i'm not familiar is that like is that coastal at all like we oh my goodness yeah so jealous (laughs) (laughs) I'm very, 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 very excited. And I feel extremely blessed that I talked to my job about this. And they're like, yeah, I don't care. As long as you work on our time zone, it's fine. Awesome. I'm like, oh, you're amazing. Oh my so, but yeah, I only bring that up because um, I love her LinkedIn profile and I want her to be my friend. <laughs> but that's, that's what makes people so interesting because yeah. they have all of these different experiences <laughs> um, and then they, and they, they find their way to UX or they find their way to development. And they're just such interesting people to talk to because they've had all these different experiences. Yeah. That's so incredible. Oh yeah. It's, it's funny. Italy also makes me think of there's somebody in the Twitter Webflow community, Koiser, uh, I want to say it's like Koiser Abdul, something like that. Okay. Usually based in London. Uh, Mm -hmm. we've, we've chatted, like just jumped on a call before as we've seen each other around the space. 
And his, uh, I believe it's his, his wife is originally from like the coast of Italy. Uh, and, uh, and then they have a, a little boy. And so every summer, I think he's there right now, they go for like months, uh, and oh. just hang out there. And what, and what was funny is like, so my, you know, my older son is, is old enough, loves Disney movies and all that. And maybe you've heard of the Disney movie, Luca that came yes. out. Uh, yeah. and love it like they just <laughs> unbelievable did an unbelievable job with that movie with the the music and the like the language that's constantly interchanging between Italian and English and so I was telling Koyster this that like I love that movie he's like he's like man my, my son's name is Luca and I'm like wait what <laughs> like, so you go to like a small town in the coast of Italy with a son named Luca like it was mind-bending um, are you like, this movie yeah are you is like you yeah. And, and it started because he had posted a picture on Twitter of like some cafe. I think that his maybe his wife's family runs, if I remember right, uh, that he was just working out of, like had his laptop. And it's like just right there on the coast. And I'm like, that just literally looks like heaven. Like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> so I'm so stoked for you. That is awesome. Um, yeah, I'll, I won't be working from from cafes. I'll be working from my Airbnb. Um, yeah. <laughs> From from three p.m. to eleven p.m. because uh, oh that's God. that's nine a.m. to five p.m. East Coast time. Um, oh. but it's fine. Yeah, I mean you <laughs> have all morning. Then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have all morning to do whatever I want, and also like I'm uh, the time I'm going out and doing things is like the safest time of the day, and yeah. then the da- most dangerous t- time of the day, um, just in general, uh, I'm gonna be working and then going straight to bed and then waking yeah. up the next day and being adventurous at like nine a.m. <laughs> that is awesome that is so awesome it's yeah. one, one thing on this too not to to switch off but like you made yeah. the comment about uh you know traditional jobs and and how ux hasn't been around that long and oh my gosh yo i i this is again one of those things i've been thinking about more recently even just as like uh we're in the process of like moving and things uh in life and and I often get this from family and not directly as like questions. It's more just like a vibe that they're like, they're like, wait, how you're a graphic designer and you like can do what? And for like, they just don't understand it. And then they also, there is a disconnect in like, they have no idea what, you know, that kind of job earns or what path that career could take or whatever. And so it's just like, it is a very weird dynamic that I didn't really recognize until the last couple of years um yeah as it's gotten to a point and then I think it's natural just like especially parents or whatever want to make sure that y'all are you know supported and doing well if you have kids that you have to provide for and all that and it's like it's a weird dynamic weird dynamic but I think you nailed it like you said it's just a new a new industry it didn't exist even 20 years ago hardly right so Mm -hmm. yeah wild that's a that's a tough thing because it's just it's an unknown so mm-hmm. you can you can be like I'm really passionate about it and and I'm secure and I'm I'm providing and everything's okay. Um, yeah. but but like your family members will still like I I've had family members that have come up to me and they go, so what is your title? And I would say user experience designer. And my uncle just looked at me and then looked away from me and said, whatever that means. <laughs> <Just left. laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so funny, and it's. I don't know. It's a, and, and what's, what's hard too is, is again, like, let alone knowing the name or the title, they don't understand you know the path or anything. Yeah. And I saw this 
uh do you know there, there's a there's designer tobias van schneider was like uh he was at spotify for a while i don't know I would, I would put him in the category not to categorize people but he's famous designer right like just mm -hmm. following on social has built some products um and he has a really great blog and he posted the other day that i happened to just get an email about about um something along the lines of titled around like how you know don't be surprised if your friends and family don't, you know, react to success in your life as much as strangers. And, mm. and the whole concept was in this realm of just like, isn't it weird that like you have this product idea or whatever the thing is that you get amped about and it's very niche to your career and you share it with like a stranger that maybe is in the same field and they're like, you know, excited for you, understand it, whatever, but you share with family and or friends, you know, and, and there's oftentimes the opposite of like, well, I don't know about that. Or, you know, don't do something too risky or, or, you know, mm -hmm. like this realm of like, that comes from a good place of love and protection, but like, it also just makes it hard in the same realm of like explaining what you do. And especially if you're excited about it, right? Like, I think we both are, it's just like, it, it's, it makes it even harder to be like, why don't you understand this thing? I love <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. yeah, it's, I don't know something I'm I'm working through <laughs> yeah like like uh try harder to understand this thing because it makes so much sense to me how does it not make sense to you totally, totally. But, yeah but but how could they if if like if somebody didn't grow up with that and like like for some people um even the idea of uh learning a new language is something that's like super uh scary or or like that's with that is overwhelming or or different cultures or um i don't know things like that yeah. so so some people are like that with tech too like oh it's a foreign concept no it's I, i'm not ready for this <laughs> yeah yeah and then they they make sense of it through you know the news or things like that and like especially when you said tech it's like yeah my family's like oh my gosh are, do you still have a job like tech is crashing and it's like mm. yep, it's fine like that <laughs> overstatement of like yeah yeah so it's a it's a weird weird dynamic um and even just i think you know like your your comment of your uncle too i think there it's also just the the ability to work remote like we do i mean like you're a great great example going to italy for a couple of months just to work it's like it is still new enough concept that like i think it's really hard for people to wrap their minds around the fact that like it that's possible you know and and that you can still be effective and productive and and also have this freedom of remote um mm -hmm. and i don't know yeah i'm i I think about it often and I'm just ultimately like, I'm thankful we're in a time where this is possible, right? Like, and even with COVID, the way it happened with the workforce, you know, that was kind of forced to go remote. Um, that's what, for me, at least like pushed me into it. Like it was when I was at my previous job, they, everybody was forced to go remote and I was like, we'll see how this goes. And like, I ended up loving it. <laughs> and so then it was like kind of a catalyst to already having some feelings of discomfort there to then be like, I think I just want to work remote full time. I'm just going to start applying to every remote job that sounds fun. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. And then now it's, especially with kids, um, my gosh, they have appointments or random things in the day. Like mm -hmm. it's, I am so, so, so grateful to be able to, yeah, have a little of that freedom and know that like I'm trusted in my workplace to get the job done and, mm -hmm. you know, if I start at nine or if I start at 11, 
it doesn't matter as long as I get the things done and I'm still online when I need to be. And yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild. That, that trust thing, I think is one of the most important things that in a job that I would want between Mm -hmm. now and the future. And I have that in the job that I'm in now. And I, I didn't know that that was a thing that I was missing until Mm -hmm. I got that trust, Mm -hmm. the trust of, um, Hey, we understand that some people on this team have kids and doctor's appointments happen or sick days happen or things like that and and the idea that you can just let somebody know that you have to step out for an hour or something and it's not an issue and it's not there's no argument there's no you don't have to explain yourself or anything like that and being in that mindset lets you relax so much more in your job and just enjoy it so much more yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. like it's it, you nailed it like it and and trust being at the core of it is hard to like describe but that's really it right like <laughs> and I it, it's funny because I think I I don't want I don't want to say the word innovation but I'm going to say the word innovation <laughs> because like I feel like I can I am when I'm trusted you know to do a project or whatever I feel excited and be, like I have now the opportunity to innovate or try something I otherwise wouldn't have right mm-hmm. because like, you know, I'm trusted to do so, even if I, you know, even if my leader or whoever doesn't think that's the right direction, you know, I can at least have the opportunity to try it and then see if it is or not. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I think what's funny too, is, is it's almost required to a point for remote work, right? Like Mm. people, you, I mean, somebody, especially that's all the way on the other side of the world, you don't really have a choice if you're hiring them, but to trust that they will get the job done because you can't just walk by and, you know, and see. And so I think that's even where, you know, companies have success or struggle with remote work is what is the current culture of that trust. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely don't think it's everywhere. You know, like, I think that's, that was definitely part of my struggle with where I was before is just like feeling like I had the skills to do it, but wasn't maybe always trusted to do it right like there was more mm. micromanaging or whatever to get there so yeah it's wild but and and that puts so that's there's so much effort into micromanaging you like there's mm-hmm. so much effort that gets put into that like uh always checking to see that your status is green and like calling you out of the blue to to ask you a question like like assuming that you're going to be at your computer like i remember feeling nervous if I went to go pick up an Amazon package that delivered outside my door or I remember feeling anxious like can I go to the bathroom and then come back like what if I'm not here when he calls me is that is that gonna be an issue and 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 now like if I need to make a 15 minute phone call for something that's related to like I don't know a doctor's appointment or like my friends that I want to make plans with later on that day I can make that phone call and I'm not stressed. (laughs) It's just so wild that that's something that I find a novelty. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Like I, it makes me think back to even like my first job uh, in, I was still in college. I started as an intern and then I worked there after I graduated for a couple of years. It was a pump company, an industrial pump company. I remember Uh, this. Yeah. So, you know, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I found it from your Facebook, actually. From like, I don't know what year that was, like maybe like 2015 or something. I mean, candidly, I haven't, I have, I got kicked out of 
Facebook because I lost my two-factor authentication code like a oh, year no. and a half ago. So if you looked at my Facebook, it's probably very outdated. But regardless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I worked at this company. It's called Viking Pump. And I was on yep. this marketing team that served multiple other pump companies under this umbrella company called IDEX Corporation. And yeah. anyways, I mean, as you would imagine, an industrial company, a much more traditional approach to work and all that. So I had to like clock, I was hourly, I had to clock in and out. And then there would be like overtime freezes. So like I would, there would literally be days where I'd work up till five and then we were required to go clock out manually, even if we still had to finish working. So I'd like get up, go clock out. And then I'd have go back, sit back down at my desk and keep working for an hour. Cause I had to get some project done. And it was just like wild to go from that and then, you know, even the, in, in the middle was ITA group where I was before, you know, salaried and much more casual in terms of like, at least when you come and go, you know, if you came 20 minutes late, no one's going to say anything or whatever. But there was still this aspect of time where like it was, I essentially worked on what was like an agency for all the clients of ITA. So it was like mm -hmm. a team. When I started, I think it was only like 15 people. When I left, it was like 40-ish. Mm -hmm. um, and because it was like agency client work, we had to bill our time. So I had to bill every 15 minute increment of my time. <laughs> and and then and then our bonus was based on hitting a certain percentage of that billable time that was that had gone to client work and not just like whatever other projects. And so there was this like always constant pressure of like, of course, I want to get a bonus at some point. So like I need to build time and then like what do I do if it's like a two minute change on a website? You know, do I do 15 minutes as the minimum? And like, it was this whole, just like, I understood why it existed and it makes sense to a point, but it was like, it was very stressful to constantly have to like live up to and operate within. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, yeah, then to go from that and then I joined Webflow and it was like, you know, I remember like one of the first times I like asked for time off and I was like, all right, like, is there a doc I need to fill out to like, have my coverage plan and all this other stuff. And we're like, no, just like take the day and like, we'll see when you get back. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, I would like literally like, I, I, I put it, I put it this way that I think I had like corporate PTSD. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I, I thought I was like almost having like anxiety because I wasn't, I felt like there was always something that I should have been filling out or doing or whatever. Yeah. Need some, you know, standard of operations that like, just never really seemed to make sense but then also now i just didn't need to do that at all and so it was like again overall it was like incredibly refreshing and i just all of a sudden had this wave of like yeah just i'm grateful and i i'm like I, I i remember it took probably a good six months maybe even a year before i like got over this hump of like consistently asking if i was doing enough <laughs> to be really? like yeah 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 i would like constantly go to my manager and be like look is there more other tasks I can take? Like, am I doing enough? Am I like, and she's like, yeah, like you're doing great. And, and I think it came out of, again, this, this place of like, you know, produce, 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 produce. And again, to a point that you are incentivized to do so to get a bonus or whatever. And so I don't know, anyways, ramble on all, all the things, but <laughs> we have all of the time to ramble. That's I love it. Point of this. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know I that I can't imagine that just yeah. like what do you mean I can I can just take the day isn't yeah. there a survey I need to fill out or what what is it like a cover coverage plan 
Like, yeah, it was always just like a doc. You had to make sure that whatever projects you were working on, that you had somebody else that will be there to tend to them every waking moment you were away. Uh, and yeah, yeah. And especially it was frustrating that part specifically because like the team was big enough. We had like project managers and like literally people that their entire job was to make sure everybody was doing their job. And yeah. yet it still fell on the individuals to make sure that somebody else was covering for them. And again, I get it. It makes sense to an extent, but it's just like, it's so different than, than, you know, when I joined Webflow and, and the highest level I can compare it is just like agency life versus like in-house life, right? Mm, like yep. house being, you, you know, your client is the rest of the team. It is the yep. company you're working for versus agency being like you know, what's paying the bills is other clients outside of the company. So, you know, whether the company or the people working in it have that intention, you live and die by those clients. Like your success is determined on getting clients and keeping them happy. And even as a freelancer, um, cause I've always just done freelance on the side, very casually when I was younger. And then in the last like five, six years, I take it more seriously and, you know, like get leads or work with teams consistently or whatever. And even that has been, especially since January for me, I've like tried to, I just did a lot of thinking in like December and January around like that concept of agencies and working with clients and just how hard it can be to have like balance in life and time yeah. because of the dynamic of serving, you know, a client that is the one paying the bills at the end of the day. Right. Versus like, if you did work with other in-house teams or whatever, it's just a very different pace. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a hard one to crack. What's, you know, which is best or who, what, what's best for individuals, what they prefer. Um, but yeah, time, my gosh, I'm so grateful for, for in-house and casual vibes that I, that I currently experience at least at Webflow. So, yeah. I think that like, there's a little bit of just like corporate leftover residue that a lot of people experience that yeah. that like stays with them when they move jobs i mm. remember um uh one experience i had was i worked for this big insurance company and uh i think there was one day where i put in like an hour of overtime or something like that and i thought that that would be fine and then i got this like really upset letter or like email from the people that were in charge of the timesheets and they said that it's not okay that I did that and that it, it I shouldn't have been paid for that. And then they docked that pay from my next paycheck to balance it out. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what the goal of that is or yeah. like, like how you could think that this employee would ever feel welcome in your organization. Oh. But I think after that moment, I was like, okay, it's time to look for a new job. <laughs> This is not long-term sustainable. This is weird. Yeah. And it's, and I think like what, what's interesting is on the, on paper, on, you know, the, on the Excel spreadsheet or whatever that would say that that's the way to go and that you meet the numbers and you meet your budget and that equals success. Uh, I, I have also like pondered a lot about this, this, the opposite end of that. And like, especially when I, in my former job being agency model, I feel like, you know, it, it was again, consistently, I needed to work extra or do whatever it took to get the job done. And I was always left feeling exhausted and limited 
I had limited amounts of fulfillment in terms of like, you know, this sounds weird and arrogant and selfish maybe that like, what was I getting out of all this work I'm putting in mm. aside from, you know, just directly being paid? Like, what is that, that payback, I guess. And, and especially when it gets like that example, when it gets tight about like, now they're pinching pennies about me spending a little extra time to do a better job. Mm-hmm. And then the inverse of like now, you know, full remote with Webflow or any job that you're full remote and trusted and there isn't all that time tracking and stuff. It is like on, you know, again, on paper, people are like, well, people are going to not work as much and they're not going to be as productive. And I would say at least my experience has been the polar opposite that like, mm-hmm. I don't actually work more. I like physical hours. I don't, but I am so intentional with my time to be productive because I feel trusted to do so. And I just genuinely want to help the team because like, especially I feel in terms of like, what do I get back is like, I feel fulfilled out of like seeing Webflow grow and Mm -hmm. me being a part of that. And then the inverse I've thought about a lot too, is like when times get busy, like for us, it's like fall Webflow comp comes around and especially the brand team I'm on, it's like all hands on deck, but I am more than happy to work really, really, really hard and even longer hours, those that month or two around that time frame, because I know that it's like that one time of the year. And so much of the ma- vast majority of the rest of the year, I can have an expected balance. And even if there's times where we have sprints, like there's even just this culture of like, hey, you've been like really cranking, like you should just take a week or something like, you know, there is this like encouraged, like, let's make sure we don't burn out, you know, kind of mindset Mm -hmm. uh, across most teams, at least. And uh, I'm just, again, like, even to describe that to family and friends, to go back to what we were saying earlier, (laughs) like, wait, what? They like asked you to take time off or like, or, or yeah, like it just, just certain like culture benefit things like that are often like foreign, especially I live in Iowa. Like it's, you know, still, pretty rural you know there's like I live in Des Moines the capital city so it's not that small but like there's still plenty of blue collar that type of mindset and jobs and traditional ways that like Mm -hmm. it's just like hard for people to wrap their minds around you know a workplace operating those ways um yeah yeah I don't know it's funny but I mean what a what a unique experience though that wouldn't have been possible in um generations prior where you live where you live but the company and the, the people that you work with on a day-to-day basis, a lot of them are based in San Francisco. Yeah. Like what yeah. a different, like all of America is America, but like different cultures, like just to, like your, your parents wouldn't have been able to do that. Like maybe yeah. you work for the same company, but like there'd be an office in your town and an office over there. But yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> it's I, I, especially like from a talent perspective, it is pretty wild how I would assume companies that have embraced remote work all of a sudden mm-hmm. have now 100x their talent pool right yeah. like in terms of like where they can get people that are good workers or whatever to come is like how is that not an advantage right and um yeah and oh my gosh like even what you mentioned though the dynamic of you know people that lived and especially raised maybe in san francisco or new york versus like where i'm at it's definitely also been very interesting at times. Like I, you know, I just, I don't know. It's I, and maybe it was just coming from the jobs I have been. I'm just so grateful for whatever. And especially in markets like San Francisco and New York, that it's very cutthroat in terms of like tech roles, you know, and people 
trying wanting to earn more and jumping from place to place to place just to like climb that you know ladder of earning and i'm just like i am over the moon about what you know i'm able to earn or get benefits on and so like there's been situations like that where i'm like it's it's awkward honestly is the only way to like express it is that like people see or that people value things very differently depending on where you live and for good reason like you know cost of living and all those things that change from one place to another or again just the competitive landscape is like it's so different even within you know different parts of this country let alone like you know the whole world so i don't know it's yeah it's it's quite the dynamic but we've been talking about um the different points in your career and mm. i think that it's really interesting that at least from my understanding your wife has been there like from mm. the very beginning you mm. guys have been together for a really really long time and so i was wondering like what do you think her perspective has been watching you go from like college to your first job to all of these yeah. points like just seeing you as a third person how do you think she would have described that journey for you oh it's such a good question yeah we we met in college um yeah yeah so that was uh, i don't even it would have been 2010 so we've been together like yeah 13 years i don't know and uh i mean i was into design and stuff then um mm -hmm. but i think I think, you know, especially back then, it was more just like, oh, this is a path, you know, like it's, again, it's not a doctor or, you know, some elaborate thing. So we'll just, you know, kind of had this accepted, like, hey, maybe we'll get married and, you know, we'll have a regular life and that's great, you know? And then now like seeing the way things have changed. And again, that's not that we don't still have just a pretty middle-class regular life. It's like, I think uh, she, yeah, we just, neither of us ever thought we'd be in this uh, in the place we're at now where like she's been home full time with Nina since she was born last mm -hmm. June. And then uh, I mentioned we're in the process of moving here. We've been in this house we're at now for eight years. And so we're, we're running out of, it's a smaller house, running out of space with two <laughs> kids and all that. And so we're, we're moving and, and she's going to keep staying home. And, and, and it just, it's just like, I think we're both just like, I, we never would have expected this. Like if you would have asked us back then or even her, sorry, like even her perspective is like, I don't think she would have ever guessed this was a possibility. Um, mm -hmm. Nor even just like the way the job worked out at Webflow was, was, has just been like a roller coaster and something again, I never would have guessed. Like to be super transparent, like when I, I was so, I would have done anything to join the team at Webflow. Like I always put it internally, like I'm just a groupie that joined the band. Like I'm <laughs> just a fan. So I actually took a pay cut to join the team. Really? And yeah. And that's, I was like, it wasn't a massive pay cut or anything, but I, I did. And because, and I didn't care. Like, and I actually went down, like I was a senior digital designer. And then I started at Webflow as just like a brand designer, just like entry level brand designer. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like this, this, I'm so amped and engaged by this. And I just trust that like, there is something exciting here, um, even if that means that we need to wait or whatever. And then now seeing how that has changed, like for us financially and and evolved, it's like I I never would have thought, you know, this be the case. And so I think she, Allison, is like undyingly supportive, and and she is always amped to, you know, support whatever it means, you know, I'm excited about, and then. Like she, she went to school for, um, nonprofit youth and human services. Uh, mm -hmm. and so she worked in nonprofits for, uh, several years after we were out of college and then even up till 
uh, Nina was born. And yeah, I mean, she's passionate about that as well. Like she loves working with kids and especially like uh, kids and even adults that struggle mentally or have like, you know, uh, financial issues in life and are just like needing help. But like, there's this other side of, especially after having kids, I think she values time with them so much and is just like, also sees how amped up I get about what I do and where I work. That again, mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah, she's very, very supportive and, and I'm, I'm just so grateful for her. But um, yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't think she would have ever guessed we would be where we're at um, looking back when we met, you know, like it was more just like, oh yeah, cool, graphic design, awesome. <laughs> so and- I don't know. Yeah. And she saw you like over time uh, mm. having these like highs and lows and dips of like feeling motivated, feeling happy in your different roles, feeling like this is a place where you really felt rooted and wanted to stay. That must have been so interesting to watch as she was going through her own career, but also to see you because she loves you. Just yeah. seeing that progression for you as well. Totally, totally. Especially like at moments where yeah, like when joining Webflow, it's like an exciting thing, but like, yeah, immediate cut. And then wh- where will that go and all that? And then even just like, um, like I said, that my last job, there was a lot of hours and a lot of time put into that. And uh, so there's much more roller coasters emotionally. Uh, and so her being through all that. And then I think like the other thing that comes to mind is even I mentioned freelance, you know, like I used to do it very casually, like friends, family, whatever. and then around five years ago, I want, I was like, I think, you know, I could do this again, have a balance. I don't want to like spend all my life designing or whatever, but do it to help, you know, make a little more money to do fun things, whatever. And then, you know, and then get more and more serious. And and that then means that there's a lot of nights that like put the kids down and then it's like us hanging out in the living room, you know, probably watching a Netflix show or something. And then at some point I usually like get a little work done on my laptop Um, and her being okay with that and also like supportive in that has been like massive, you know, and, and, and knowing that, like, even though I'm maybe on my computer, that doesn't mean we can't still talk. And that doesn't mean she can't like, you know, I I can shut it at any time. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's like, there is a, we, we worked really hard on boundaries with that stuff, um, in order to make that possible. And, and even with the kids too, like, we have a general rule of like, I don't want the kids to see me on my laptop uh mm. at night or any of that like or or even on the weekends like if you know they're young enough that they do naps uh or especially the mm-hmm. the the baby of course and so that's like I, optimal time when I can get <laughs> yeah and it's quiet and all that and so but as soon as they're up you know I try to shut it and, and be done and so you know it's a constant balance of boundaries uh and I'm yeah I'm grateful we're active about talking about that and and figuring out along the way and I think too, what we both learned is, you know, take it like a year at a time. Like we have a plan. We would love to see, you know, get to a certain point in the future, but it's like life, even what we talked about earlier with kids, it's like, it's life is constantly changing. And like, if you can't be ready for that, uh, it makes it way harder uh, and it makes it much more stressful. And so like, we're just constantly trying to take it as it comes a year at a time and, you know, figure it out beyond that. Right. Like even, I think it, it's weird it's it's an it's a weird time right now for us with the whole like her staying home with the kids and not and mm-hmm. you know of course she has like struggles or even just like questions around like well, what does this mean when the both kids are in school and I do want to go back to work for you know what does this mean for my career and all that and so mm-hmm. you know we talk about that and 
and and even the other side of like contributing to the family right mm-hmm. like there's this dynamic of you know if i am the one working that does not mean that she's not still she's probably contributing more honestly like she's the one you know with spending power and she's the one with the kids uh and like that is so incredibly important for us at least that like uh we find that balance and so i don't know yo it's it's yeah it falls in the same bucket of like we're grateful we're here we don't even know how we got here half the time (laughs) we'll figure it out as it goes right like yeah yeah. i I remember hearing uh somebody talk about their wife one time uh who was the, the mother of his kids and um he i remember him saying uh i wanted to work so hard because I had these um and this was him speaking about himself he's like I had these traditional values growing up that like I wanted to work really really hard so that if my wife wanted to stay home with the kids she'd have the option to do so it doesn't mean like like if she didn't want to do that that's totally fine but like if she wanted to I wanted that option to be there for her and he said and then I saw her grow into this role and 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 stay home and take care of the kids and she has the harder job I have the way easier job. And he's sure. like, I prided, I, I, I uh, used to say that I was going to pride myself in making, giving her this easy life that I was going to work really hard to provide her for. And it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I, I empathize with that for sure. I, it's funny because in the same realm, like I, I honestly never, ever would like we didn't ever have this plan you know I, yeah. I never thought that I would be able to provide enough for her to be home and so it was actually more of just like a you know we regularly look at our budget together and all of mm-hmm. that stuff and we like it got to a point where it was like oh my gosh like I guess we could do this where like you know like financially it literally makes the most sense to do it this way and and so it was it was yeah it was such a surprise for both of us and I think even what you yeah he nailed it I mean like she has a harder <laughs> job like even now, she's you know upstairs with both kids and I'm sure they are hopefully being angels but yeah. <laughs> and um I don't know yo it's yeah it's such it's such a wild thing uh to go through but yeah yeah we're grateful grateful to be in it so <laughs> when when I was learning learning about you um I obviously found her and then I went through her LinkedIn as well. Um, and I, w- I just thought that she was just such a interesting person. Like, true, I shouldn't like to invest in somebody that I have never met face to face or even talked on the phone before. But um, I like I thought that it was so interesting. Like she she's from her work. It sounds like she's like such a like a very empathetic person and really cares about community. Like she was working with the boy, uh, the girls and boys club um, or the boys. Or, <laughs> yeah, best yeah. buddy. There you go. Teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a couple of them. Yep. And yeah. and I thought that was so interesting. And all of these different things that she was involved in, she just sounds like like such a kind person to have in your life. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I think absolutely, even like she is the rock in our family when it comes to moments of like you know little tantrums with the kids or things like that even just like having that patience uh and empathy for them growing and learning I I just try to keep up she is absolutely the rock in all of that um and especially because of some of those jobs uh like actually when COVID hit 
she was laid off um, from Best Buddies and then mm. uh, ended up getting a job the next fall at a elementary school as a special ed associate. So she worked with kids like one-on-one every day that had special needs. And oh my gosh, the stories. And and I think like the 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 wildest part I always remember and think about in some of those experiences she's like shared back with me is just like, I mean, these kids are like incredibly bright actually in so many ways. And, you know, seeing and hearing about their family lives and what, where they've gone, you know, with those, those scenarios is like, it's, it's very humbling. It's, it's incredibly humbling. And like, it's just, yeah. Something that I think that has shaped her a lot and shaped how she and we, yeah help raise our kids right and and help them even understand the world like this whole move has been i think the hardest part about it wasn't like you know what kind of house are we looking for or where do we want to live it was more like how can we find a you know a certain school district or neighborhood or whatever that puts our kids in a situation to experience you know lots of different varieties of life and upbringings and all those and also mm-hmm. wanting like schools that had funding or whatever other thing. Cause a lot of the jobs she's had have worked directly in or with schools. So she knows all the beef with all this. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. That, she's got some good insights, oh, some insider knowledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got really, definitely a lot of knowledge that informed what we were considering. And so, yeah, she's just been a rock. It's, it's, I'm so grateful. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know, figuring it out, but yeah. I'm going to keep on talking to you about non-work stuff, if that's okay. I love it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and if it's too much, let me know. But yeah. I'm just genuinely curious, um, uh, when when you met her in college, um, what kind of person was she? Like, what yeah. what kind of girl was she? Uh, so we, I mean, she was very energetic and just, like, seemed, like, fun as weird yeah. as simple as that sounds like what what actually ended up uh so we met through uh mutual friends these other friends that I went to school with in high school and then she met in college and we ended up going to the same college and then um uh <laughs> this is so cheesy we I think I think we were like I at a party or something like that together and we ended up talking and then you know at some point I asked for her phone number and then she had an area code of a place in Iowa that I am very fond of going to as a kid. It's on the Mississippi river. And like my grandparents lived up there and I would go up there all the time as a kid. And, and so I assumed because she had the same area code, I'm like, Oh my gosh, are you like from there? Like, this is incredible. And no, she was not from there. She was like from down the way a ways, but it was still just this like immediate connection of like maybe we have like something in common even in how we were brought up as kids um and then it's funny because I think the first night that I would consider we had like a date uh we went and played tennis at like three in the morning in the really? middle of- yeah yeah so she played tennis a lot in high school was like super good and then you know told me she was good but I'm like yeah I bet you're not that good you know wasn't, just- she, a- wasn't she a tennis coach uh, she did coach, I think, yes, at some yeah. point. Um, yeah, in high school. <laughs> yeah, and so she she was great, went to state and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, we went and played at, like, three in the morning and, and like, found this, like, this, like random couple of beers, like, laying on the ground. <laughs> it sounds so creepy and dirty, but it was, like, 
they were sealed and it was again one of those moments where it's like this is like weird meant to be weird um and yeah i don't know i don't know um and i think it, yeah she's always also been just understanding like i i came i mentioned i had like a group of friends in high school and i kind of fell away from them mostly just like out of like our extracurricular activities and things didn't align anymore and mm -hmm. uh, and she was like incredibly understanding about all that and supportive and also me like changing and and i don't know finding a different way to to look for meaning and such in life and i don't know so yeah she's she's awesome and we still like do all kinds of stuff together today like we're definitely the type that we love to just like do fun things as a family as as cheesy and maybe american as that sounds is <laughs> like you know like we yeah. like you know, some couples we know or whatever like you know the one person likes to just go do this thing on their own and the other person that like that's well, not really us we just like I don't know, like to take the kids places um, or whatever. And so we just like, we we still to this day find a way to, I don't know, do things we enjoy together more often than not. So that that is a feat with, <laughs> with two kids under six. Yeah, that's hard. We're like, it oh is. yeah, we just, you, you said that like very casually. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember like, obviously I've never been a parent, but I have nannied for like two kids under five. Yeah, and um, like it's an event that that like deserves yeah. praise at the end yeah. <laughs> like oh my gosh i was able to get them both back with both of the scooters this is amazing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i didn't leave the scooter at the park and give up and just come back for it later <laughs> oh great you get it i mean yeah absolutely. <laughs> like it's it's I think that's what's funny is definitely more activities than not do center around them around the kids you know it's like what would they like to do but like um in the summertime like I uh I, I mentioned even like boats and stuff growing up around not fancy stuff like it's just like old cheap ski boats and stuff my my parents always had something that we would go out out on and then like I mentioned my grandparents lived on the Mississippi River and so, and then ever since we got out of college, actually, there, <laughs> uh, we, I, you know, I, I, I was in that first job and I don't remember, oh, I sold a car. And then I had this point that I think Alice and I had been together for like five years, I think at that point. And I'm like, all right, I have this money. I sold this car. Do I buy a ring or do I buy a boat? And I ended up, I, I, I ended up buying the boat. <laughs> uh, and then the the plot thickens because then two years later i proposed to allison on that boat <gasps> and and then and then to this day we have a different boat but still a small ski boat yeah. uh yeah we that's what that's our kind of fun summertime activity the kids love we have a dog named mowgli he lives to swim so it's like those kinds of things that i'm just so grateful that we enjoy and look forward to those things together um and and even find ways like that to also just wear the kids out. I think that's half the strategy with fun kids. <laughs> like, how do you wear them out, you know? And then they'll sleep great and be happy. And yeah, it's so funny. But, that's I feel like that's every parent's, from what I've gathered, every parent's goal from the time they wake up in the morning. Like, how do I make my kids tired? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Go, climb, run, jump up yeah. and down in place. I don't care. <laughs> get that energy out right yeah. yeah it is funny they you know there's this like also this weird valley between they at least our kids are like 
you know, and maybe more so Otto, the older one, when he is like, has done some activity, gone boating, or like he, he, this is the first spring he's gotten into soccer. Uh, and so like when he does that, he is absolutely so chill and just a happy go lucky kid. But there is this river in this valley that as soon as he crosses it to beyond exhausted, oh my, then it's like <laughs> the, the, the attitude flips. Uh, and again, I don't think it's unusual with, with especially toddler, you know, young kid age, but it's, yeah, it's, so it's like the nuance is finding the activities that, you know, are just enough, uh, <laughs> physical activity, but maybe not too much or, you know, making sure he has some rest in between. Um, yeah, it's, yeah like it's even I, like the boating is what's funny is like, I only have so many memories as kids, as, as a kid, but one that is visceral for me is a similar like we would go out on the boat when I was young and I can almost like close my eyes and remember my parents having me nap under like the steering wheel on the boat and so I remember this like I can almost still smell the like fiberglass smell and like you know the sound of the water and like I would lay on the same blanket every time and like this is when I was young young like I was probably like three four five I don't know but I like, I've had like dreams about it. It's weird. Really? <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know. I, I have such, so many memories, all positive of like those experiences as a kid. And, and I think that's maybe even part of the motivator with us still doing that kind of stuff with them today is just like, yeah, I loved it as a kid, but yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> and, and talking, talking again about you, we, we talked about, about her, but, um, Want to know how do you think it was like for Allison to meet you at that age? If if I were to ask her the same question, if she was in the room with us, what do you think she would have said when when you guys first met? Oh yeah, I I I don't know honestly. Like I think <laughs> I think she would have. Uh, I think she would have had like. I mean, he seems nice, but maybe too nice. I don't know, kind of thing. You know, like is that a, is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> is this who he really is or yeah, is this just the guy that's like the nice side or yeah, something and like not, that and I'm also not meaning nice out of like a positive thing per se more just like is he being genuine you know because mm. I, I think I remember definitely being like I just you know want to impress her or you know just like at least we can be friends kind of thing and yeah and so I, yeah, I don't know. And then I, I remember uh, too, because like I mentioned the area code of her phone number, right? And yeah. so she did, she came from a town that was also on the river, but she did not grow up around boats and the river. And it was like, instead her family was more of the, you know, well, we live in a river town, but we don't like the river kind of mm. thing. And so I remember when I first like met them and I was all like, hey, yeah, let's go on the river. Like, do you guys know anybody? And I remember her being like, that's like not our thing. Like it, it, you know, I assumed she would be excited about that. That was a very poor assumption. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, what's ironic today again is that it's all come full circle and that we do, you know, do that together or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. It's a funny one. <laughs> so her, her first impression was probably like, wow, this guy likes me a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yep, yep. I think and that's a sweet first impression. Part. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, I mean, an example of that even is, um, again, one of the first times we, like, hung out, just us two, I yeah. made dinner, and I was living in this house with two other dudes, and I made, like, some steaks and, like, a baked potato and some corn, and she's like, this is, like, so cheesy, but also, I guess, kind of cute, and then... 
as it would in a college house. Like my, I remember my roommate like got home from like a run or something. And we're like in the middle of eating, trying to have this like decently romantic <laughs> evening. And he just like walks through the living room and the di dining room, just like shirtless and just like, <laughs> and just like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> What is going on? Why didn't I take her out to eat instead or something? But I was like, you know, poor college kid. Yeah. Uh, best I could. And yeah, it was so funny. So funny. Definitely a trying too hard moment. <laughs> oh, but like, that's still a funny memory. Oh, yeah. If, if, if you went to a restaurant and everything went perfect, you wouldn't have the funny story. Valid. Yeah. Super True. valid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she knows that you can't control the elements. <laughs> Oh yeah, right. I think I think she also probably knew or thought that I was uh I mean what I mentioned her like gearhead or nerdy, like at mm. in college and even in high school, my I, I worked as well as went to school and I worked at Ace Hardware, so hardware yeah. store. And I loved it. Like it was a part-time job, but I loved it. And I uh would talk about it all the time. And so she I'm sure she was just like, yo, it's a hardware store. Like get get alive. But uh yeah, so funny. So funny to think back on. But yeah. But that's that's stuff that you're interested in. And that's that's part of the reason why I love hanging out with people in this industry so much because they have all of these other interests outside of just what they do not just with you and like in addition to what they do on a day-to-day -day basis so Always. we we have a bit of time left to talk about boats and cars and stuff and I would love to talk about boats and cars and stuff <laughs> I mean that I'm sure I, I could talk about that topic for probably too long um it's yeah it's a it's like I would say uh it's, you know, I mentioned you know, Webflow is my video game or I don't play video games or whatever. If there are days that I have off or I, you know, I'm just like, I need to take a break from freelance or whatever. And then, you know, kids are asleep or even Allison's asleep. Like you probably would find me in the garage tinkering on stuff. Um, like even our, our boat now is a 90, 1992. The one we had before is an 83. So they're older. And mm -hmm. therefore, you know, they were both very clean. Like the one we have now was some guy we bought it up in Wisconsin from has had it since 92. It was his baby. It's great shape, but stuff breaks, you know, always. It's like there's there, some people say that boat is an acronym for bust out another thousand. Yeah, uh, because it's Heard that one. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't say that's entirely accurate if you're willing to do the work yourself and the maintenance. Mm -hmm. you know? And so uh yeah i love i don't love when things go wrong that is a hundred percent the case but when inevitably things go wrong uh i do enjoy just like figuring out how to fix them and even just like keeping it in a condition that it is reliable and enjoyable for the family to use um and i think the whole other angle of it too is also just like honestly maybe i'm just like cheap in some realms because even like our cars and stuff I am proud that I'm able to fix or change oil or do basic stuff that, you know, again, I feel like we can be a little more sustained because I, I can do those things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a broad topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. What, what was that like? Um, that transition period between when you were a kid and I'm assuming 
uh like your cousins or your family members they they would like have you like hold the flashlight or do stuff and to the moment where like oh wow i can do this on my own and now i can fix something Uh, for somebody else or uh, like have you ever been the person that somebody calls from the side of the road like dude like i'm really stuck please help me (laughs) yeah actually that just happened on sunday Uh, really yeah, yeah. So my we're really close with my brother and sister-in-law. So my my wife's sister and her husband, and then they they just had a baby. Uh, they live like flat five blocks from us, and they have loved going out on the boat with us the last few years. And they just bought their own boat like two weeks ago, a week ago. I don't know. And so we all went out on Sunday, uh, and we left, and then they went for a ride, and they had some people with them. We were like pulling in the driveway at home and my brother-in-law calls me. He's like, dude, like the boat, we're in the middle of the lake and the boat won't start. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And he like, doesn't have a ton of experience like driving boats or any of that. So I've like been helping him figure that out. And so um, I gave him some suggestions, but then what's funny is, you know, I I ended up calling my dad because it's like, do you have any other ideas what this could be? And, and sure enough, he is like, oh, it's this thing. You just like, you know, pull it out, put it back in and, you know, try that. And I called Matt back, my brother-in-law and sure enough, that was it, you know? And so it's like, oh. it, even that was this very weird lineage of like, you know, I do, I, I'm so grateful for my dad and I lean on him absolutely still to this day for things like that. And that's, and he's really the one, uh, you know, the flashlight holding, it's absolutely him. Like I, <laughs> as young as I can remember, I was, absolutely you nailed it been holding the flashlight giving him a wrench a socket whatever and then you're (laughs) i have to compliment you're so good at questions because even that dynamic of that threshold from being the flashlight holder to turning the wrench is actually a weird it's a wild thing like Mm -hmm. my especially with my dad i think um I, i i don't even know if i could put a finger on the exact time when this happened i would say it was probably like uh I don't know 10 years ago maybe you know around when I was out of college bought that first boat things broke I just YouTubed it and figured it out based on you know him teaching me things and then learning and I remember we've had some absolutely interesting almost awkward moments of like like him almost being like oh oh you 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 did it you don't need me to like come drive there yeah and and then now we're to a point where like you know i'll just kind of like i always tell them stuff i'm working on or something that broke and i fixed it or again if there there's absolutely still moments where like i can't figure something out or i want his advice and he's uh, an absolute saint and always being supportive with that and but it's still it's weird i can tell that it's odd for him in some ways that like yeah i'm i'm grown up i can figure it out you know and i think at the same time i think he is you know proud and 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 grateful that I did learn those things and I picked that up and and can be a little bit more independent in that way um yeah so I don't it's a funny 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 dynamic I don't know like I think about it even with Otto sometimes because Otto already is at the age he'll you know if I say hey you want to go work on the boat or whatever you know it's something to do like he'll be like yeah like it lasts about seven minutes before he gets (laughs) Uh, it's a start, right? And and like I, you know, I'll I'll do things to subtly warp him into loving it. Like uh, on Sunday before we took the boat out, I always like started in the driveway first, make sure it'll run okay, and I let him like sit in my lap and like rev it up, you know. And it's like very very loud out of the water, and so he's 
he like gets excited about it and it's it's the best it's the absolute best but yeah it's it's funny um, has your dad seen those moments between you and Otto totally yeah oh, that's so like, special yeah it's super or even like when we they still have a boat and so you know when we'll go up uh and because so where my grandparents lived it's, it's this town called Gettenberg Iowa and mm. uh and then my parents have a place up there now as well just like this small little house in town and so we go up there a couple times a year and then when we go out with them on their boat then like sometimes even my my dad will you know have auto sit on his lap and drive or whatever and there is this weird like tri-generation thing that happens uh or even just like the way auto gets excited about cars and some of that i think i can absolutely see my dad smile in a certain way you know what i mean and seeing that and it's it's also funny because it's not out of a place like good he learned he learned to love cars it's more just like oh my gosh like his passions and desires have maybe intentionally or mostly unintentionally you know come on to me and then i am naturally passing them down to auto and it's just a yeah it's it's a pretty funny thing to to observe my mom always gives me a hard time that like yeah i'm warping him or i've been warped, <laughs> you know, warped. yeah what a warped. phrase like, like it was against our will or something <laughs> um or she refers to me as like mini mo like mo in my last name mini mo because i am an i am a reflection of my father in some ways many ways let's be honest uh and and it, yeah even even ways that like uh like my you know my it's rare my dad's vehicles are dirty is another thing we <laughs> family gives us a hard time about all the time uh, <laughs> and and i literally have to actively prevent myself from from being that way like i love our cars to be clean absolutely but like i have there's ab absolutely been multiple days uh all the time it happens where i'm like oh like it it's, we're gonna have a ni nice couple days it just rained i better get the cars washed and <laughs> I'll, like, i'll think to myself like no like it's okay they can have a little dust and dirt on them uh, <laughs> it's it's no it's quite it's it, that's one of those things where it's like i don't i hope auto doesn't have that with me someday but i'm sure he will you know <laughs> Because I don't, my, that was never my dad's intention. Like, son, you always keep your cars clean. No, it was just, I observed that, you know? And so naturally, I think that's the way things should be uh, subliminally. Like, I don't, you know, and it's, yeah. So it's been, it's been very fun to observe that in auto. And then, yeah, see, learn more about myself because of it, I guess, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so interesting. But like, it's, um. Yeah, it's not necessarily just like good. He he learned this, and that that's like yeah. part of growing up, uh, in this yeah. family. But like, it's a it seems like just a genuine curiosity about how things work and and how you can use this thing to get from point A to point B, and also history and all the parts. Like like if you think about puzzles, if you think about games or or building anything or Legos, like there's this overarching curiosity for how things work, and a or car and a boat is, or, or even like planes like that's yeah. just the epitome of that i think oh totally it's like yeah big kid toys for sure you know <laughs> and, and and i think it's just like even uh a lot of the whole boat thing spe specifically is gettenberg that i mentioned 
Mm -hmm. uh, if you like even Googling like Gettenberg, Iowa, like Gettenberg, like the printer, uh, you know, original Gutenberg, I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't look like Iowa up there. It's like bluffs and uh, and yeah, the river. And it's just like beautiful, tons of woods. And it's it's one of those things that like, I, I don't know if everybody does this, but like if you ever have moments where you're just like overly anxious, stressed, whatever, and you just need to like go to your happy place kind of thing, right? Like that mm -hmm. for me, that that's what I think of is is like being on the river on a beach in up by Gettenberg because it's like it's just so peaceful and and like I don't know, like it's hard to express. I've done it my whole life. And so it's like part of me. And like I, I've told Allison that numerous times that like it is my happy place not in necessarily the literal form but i've had so many good memories there that that's what i think of when i'm stressed or that's what i think of when i'm overwhelmed right but i don't know yeah weird <laughs> no it's not weird at all i think that that's, that's a beautiful thing i think uh you're really lucky if you have that in your life that you have these places that you associate with that you get to go back to several times and it becomes uh, part of your family um just history yeah. of having all these memories like oh you remember when when so-and-so was eight and then they tripped and then we had yeah. to do something <laughs> over here or remember when we had that that fire pit over there or when we stayed in that cabin like just oh, yeah. having this this uh buildup of memories in a certain place is so special because I feel like sometimes the place remembers you a little bit maybe that's a little self-centered but like just feeling so familiar when you go back to that vacation spot it's lovely Oh, totally, totally. And I it's it's something that it's happened in enough generations now that I think I hope we can continue it. Honestly, like yeah. I would say if we have long term goals, <laughs> at least I, I think I'm still working Allison up to it. But <laughs> like I would love to if we can financially be able to have a, you know, tiny cabin or something up there someday mm -hmm. that, you know, um would be incredible. Cause I just, yeah, pass on those memories and, and whatnot. But yeah. We'll see time will tell <laughs> i think that talking about the happy place and talking about uh, a really lovely goal for the future is a beautiful way to end this and we just did two hours that's Ooh. wild how fast that flew by it does it does <laughs> goodness yes thank you so much for all the great questions and conversations and yo so honored to have been able to hang this is actually the first podcast that i've done in a little bit I did a whole bunch to prepare for this trip that I was going to go on uh, that I just came back from. And you were like the perfect person for me to do my first podcast in a while because I'm always so nervous before these, even though I've done like over a hundred podcasts and I still get nervous before every single one. And like not doing one for a little bit is a little scary because you're like, what if I can't do it the same way that I used to do it? Like, what if I'm out of practice? And you're just so kind and, and like welcoming and warm that I, like within the first 10 minutes we were talking, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be, this is fine. Like uh, I'm in a good spot. Oh, <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Honored to be here yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, um, The way that, uh, that I, that I like to bookend these at the end um, is, uh, I first want to ask you about like we talked about your past and we talked about your present, but is there anything in the future, like the long term or short term, that you're looking forward to? Watching my kids grow. I mean, Aww. honestly, like it. I career wise, I just hope I can still do something I love, like I do now. So I just yeah. hope I can am able to keep doing that. Uh, 
yeah, even at Webflow, I love it there. Um, and then, yeah, just I, like I said, kids growing and getting to an age where we can go do stuff, even boating, whatever. And it will be a very different dynamic of like <laughs> less naps, more play kind of thing. And oh, I'm I'm excited for that in the future. Uh, yeah. And, and whatever, you know, life has for us in the meantime, we're here for it. So, yeah. Perfect. And <laughs> And if um, somebody wants to, is listening to this and they want to reach out to you either to like talk about career or talk about you or talk about like Anything. kids and temper tantrums and stuff like that, um, what is the best way for them to reach out to you to, to yeah. say hi if you're open to that? If they're absolutely anybody <laughs> always happy, it, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn are probably the main social channels. I'm like, mm -hmm regularly on i would say uh, or at least if you sent me a message on there i would definitely see it otherwise you know you can email me via my website uh corymowen.com or just email directly as hello at corymowen.com um yes please reach out i genuinely love to chat with people help people whatever especially in the community and similar design realm yeah i'm all for it so please do reach out perfect and all of that will be in the podcast description so people just click and go uh, easy peasy. Um, and yeah, thank you for everything. Yeah. And I really, really hope this is just goodbye until next time. Yeah, it will be. It will be. I'm sure I'll be <laughs> or online or something. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Great.